0: Hello. Welcome back to... (laughs) I'm already laughing because I'm so excited about this episode. I've got a feeling it's going to be a sassy one. Welcome back to another episode of Dose of Sass. Today is going to be an Is It Diet Culture episode. Part one of who knows how many. (laughs) The point of these episodes, I'm so excited for them, is to talk about the things that maybe you've done, you do, you see in your real life that you're like, is that diet culture? Something feels like a little bit off about that. And I'm not totally 100% sure how I feel about it. It seems fine, but is it? And I know like, here's the thing. When you first enter this kind of anti-diet culture world, the blindfold is off, right? And you're finally like, wait a second. Diet culture has (laughs) influenced so many of my decisions for so much of my life. What the heck? There's almost like a 180 response of you suddenly like second guess every single person's motives including your own like i would i remember my first instinct as soon as i realized like wait a second i don't have to have this just because i think i should have it i would go i would like see people ordering a salad at a restaurant and be like do 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 they really want that are they ordering that because they think they should have that or because they like actually want that do they think that's better than the burger you can have what you want and i wanted to like shake people by the shoulders and be like hey are you making the right decision for yourself (laughs) because I just felt like it was everywhere. I suddenly saw it everywhere. And so there's all sorts of things that still I'm like, is that diet culture? Are we okay with that? I'm going to say like nine times out of 10, when when the things that I'm going to talk about today, it comes down to your intention with that thing. Are you doing it because you think you should, because you think it's the better, healthier, cleaner, guilt-free option, or because you like like it, enjoy doing it, it's part of your routine, whatever. That's what it comes down to ultimately. And today's Is It Diet Culture episode, we're going to focus on beverages. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I'm so excited for this because as I started planning what I was going to talk about in this episode, I only had like three things. And then I was like, wait, I have to talk about this. Wait, I also have to talk about this. And the list has now gotten long. So we're going to try to talk about all of the beverages <laughs> in this one episode. And see how long it turns out. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to my friend Laura, who did this Bon Maman Advent calendar <laughs> video series on her TikTok. And her mantra, every time she like unboxed one of these little jams from her little Advent calendar, was, "Coffee's not a snack. Your body needs food to function. Maybe carbs make you nicer. I believe that was the thing. The main one I want to focus on here is that coffee's not a snack. A little background about me. I have drank this thing called Spark." a majority of my life. And actually I didn't know it was like an MLM product until I was very much an adult. It's just something that like my whole family drank. My mom has bought it. My mom is like a distributor of it, but she's not like a seller of it. She just like the distributor. So she gets a discount and then she like buys it for her friends, but like, she's not like actively promoting it. So I didn't know it was an MLM product is by a brand called Advocare. And they have this product called spark. And it's basically like a vitamin energy drink. It's got white tea caffeine in it. It's got a bunch of different flavors. It's a little powdered drink. That's what I drink in my mornings. I don't drink coffee. And I've drank that for so much of my life that whatever is in that, honestly, at this point is none of my business because it's part of my life. It's a kind of equivalent to, um, if anyone has had like Arbonne fizz, apparently it's really, really similar to that. I've drank that most of my life. That is my coffee equivalent. I have one in the morning and I have one in the afternoon and maybe I If I'm staying up late or I'm rallying for something, I'll have one in the evening. And there was definitely, uh, there was 100% a part of my life when, oh my gosh, this is so bad. This actually, (laughs) this is one of the lowest points in my diet history. I, on my most restrictive diet, this became a meal replacement. I would drink this powdered vitamin drink and take like five to 10 spirulina tablets as a meal. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Don't do that. That's not a meal. I'm like still mad that I ever did that. But you know, that's diet culture, I'll tell you. So, that I feel like is my equivalent of people being like, I didn't eat breakfast. I had coffee because it filled them up in some way. Coffee is not a meal. Coffee is not a snack. If you are drinking coffee in replacement of a meal intentionally, yes, that is diet culture. Don't do that. Eat breakfast and then have some coffee. And maybe you won't, meet, won't need as much coffee in your life. Okay, so that's really all I'm going to say about coffee, because actually, I'm going to say one more thing about coffee. <laughs> if you also are finding yourself, they don't drink your calories. I hate that phrase. I hate that phrase so much, because who the heck cares? If you're so concerned about your calorie intake during the day that you're going to like not get whipped cream, you're going to swap for a sugar-free syrup, or you're going to order your regular order differently just because you're worried about the calorie intake, check yourself on that one. Do you, really, do you really need to do that? Because here's the thing. At that point, diet culture is infringing on your enjoyment of said thing. I'm not saying don't have coffee. Have that and enjoy it, please. But just don't have it in replacement of a meal. Okay, that's all I'm gonna, that is all I'm gonna say about coffee now. <laughs> um, let's move on to protein shakes. This is another thing <laughs> that I went through a phase of. Another AdvoCare product were these literal, they're literally called meal, meal replacement shakes. Red flag. If I think if I had that today, I would probably gag because <laughs> I just simply can't. It's one of those diet foods that I just can't, I can't ever eat ever again. But I, I would have these in replacement of a meal as a growing teenager. Red flag. I think protein shakes are a really great convenience food item—a grab on the go, a quick boost after a workout or before a workout. In addition to a meal, as a wanting to add more protein in your day, but as a meal replacement, no, they are not sufficient enough for a meal. And here's the thing: what happens if you if you replace your day with all of these meal replacements? You have coffee for breakfast and you have a protein shake for lunch. First of all, you haven't had any solid foods yet, but by the end of the day, you're so much more likely to binge because you haven't had enough food. And then you go, oh, I just, I'm addicted to sugar. I'm out of control. I can't I can't stop myself from having a little something sweet at night. What if you had like a full meal instead? <laughs> Try having a full meal for breakfast and a full meal for lunch and a full meal for dinner. And then if you still want a little something sweet, go for it, but I guarantee you're gonna be less likely to binge at the end of the day if you've eaten enough because binging is caused by restricting. And you might be saying to yourself, I'm not restricting because you're having a juice for breakfast, a coffee for breakfast, and a protein shake for lunch, and a greens powder for a snack and and calling it good. That's not good. That's not enough food. <laughs> Eat some dang food. Okay. Protein shakes inherently aren't diet culture. I'm not going to go down the the rabbit hole of like every single protein brand and whether or not they're like you should support them. I I don't have the time for that. But if they're being sold to you as a replacement for a meal, red flag. And also just kind of be aware of the types of terms that they use in their marketing. Clean, guilt-free, the smarter option. Here's the thing. Most importantly, if you like the taste of it, go for it. But if you're picking between two protein shake options, And one says, like, cleaner, healthier, prettier, beautiful. (laughs) And the other one just says, like, protein shake. Don't just pick the cleaner, healthier, prettier, beautiful one. Because it says that, (laughs) okay? Pick the one that tastes better, if you're going to have them at all. Okay. Another thing about marketing terms, because I'm going to talk about greens powders next. Superfoods is not a scientific thing. I remember being, like, so angry when I found out about this one. because. This is one of those things, like, when I find out about diet culture things that, like, I feel like I've been lied to my whole life, I just want to, like, tell everybody about it. Hey, superfoods is not a real thing. It's a marketing term. Every single greens powder company is going gonna, is gonna to say, it's made up of greens and superfoods. Are greens powders actually good for you? I mean, they're not bad for you. They make, like, a significant difference in your health? Probably not. I heard it. I want to say that I heard this on Maintenance Phase. That like the amount of greens in athletic greens or in these like majority of these greens powders is like equivalent to eating a handful of baby carrots. When I heard that, I was like, oh, I could, I'd rather eat baby carrots. I don't really want to make a, a green juice every morning. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing when it comes to greens powders and collagen and like anything that's like a supplement, it's a slippery slope. To feeling guilty for missing one, it's like, oh yeah, I like to drink my greens powders every day. Oh my god, I missed my greens powders today, and then you start spiraling and you start going, oh, I forgot to pack my AG one on my weekend trip. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna fall behind. Mm, red flag, red flag. Are greens powders inherently diet culture? Uh, oh, it depends. It depends on how you use them. Genuinely, I think it is because I, for one. I'm not going to. Well, also, because can we talk about, and I'm about to shoot myself in the foot for any future AG1 partnerships here. It's so effing expensive. It's so expensive. $80 a month for packet of greens that is the equivalent of eating a handful of baby carrots. You know how cheap baby carrots are? I would literally rather do that. (laughs) You cannot convince me to spend $80 a month minimum On something that's going to have like little to no actual effect on my physical. It makes me so mad. (laughs) If you hear me promoting athletic greens on this podcast sometime in the future, please call the authorities because that means I need help. (laughs) They're not a bad company. I just like, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that they are so expensive for just a daily little supplement. The other super popular greens powder. Let's talk about Bloom. Let's talk about Bloom Nutrition. I'm mad at Bloom Nutrition for a whole nether reason. <laughs> sure, there are greens and superfoods powder. If you like it, go for it. It's probably not going to kill you. But what makes me really mad is that Bloom Nutrition is notorious for having undisclosed ads in their social media content. They will pay influencers to promote their product, but the influencers will not tell you that it's an ad. They might have hashtag Bloom Partner. According to FTC guidelines, that is not enough it's literally illegal to not verbally and like explicitly disclose that you're doing an ad for a brand. Like now that I know this, now that I know Bloom is really, really notorious for this. Anytime I see somebody promote, like has Bloom in their video, if you see someone doing like what I eat in the day, like get ready with me. And like, it just happens to be like on their counter, or maybe that's just part of their little like morning routine. It's probably a paid ad. That they're not disclosing. And that makes me scroll so fast. I say goodbye. <laughs> and what's frustrating is the the brand, Bloom itself, has actually gone to influencers and been like, we just want you to work it into your normal content. Yeah, we don't want... We just... It's more organic that way. We don't want you to like... Because they're right. People are more likely to buy from something that feels organic than something that is a, an explicit ad. But that's illegal. It's illegal. So don't love that. (laughs) Mad at that. Same with AG1. If you like greens powders, here's the thing. Here's what's really important to me. If you're going to add any of these things into your routine, if you like to drink protein shakes, if you like to drink coffee, if you like to drink greens powders, is that an easy part of your routine? Is it an accessible part of your, your routine, an affordable part of your routine? Don't break the bank to buy a greens powder, please. Do you like it? Do you like to drink it? If the answer is yes, then go for it. But if you think that that is the like missing solution that is going to magically fix your health, it's not. These things are not replacement for meals. They are not snacks. They're just a supplement. And if you like them, have them. I'm not going to say that they're inherently diet culture, but be wary. Be wary. Similarly along those lines, I'm gonna go with collagen. I went through like a quick collagen phase just before I quit dieting. I like bought, I think it was the Vital Proteins one and I mixed it in with my Spark in the morning and it was fine, I I couldn't taste it and so that that was a big green flag for me. (laughs) I'm not here to debate the health benefits of collagen. I don't actually know. I'm gonna challenge you to make sure that this is something you like to do. It's accessible, it's affordable. If you're noticing a difference in your hair, skin and nails, You feel better taking it, then go for it. I'm not going to stop you. But again, I'm going to question do you think you have to have that? Do you get stressed if you forget to have it? Those should be little signs to go, hmm, do I have a healthy relationship with this item? Switching directions, I want to talk about water talk. (laughs) Oh, water talk. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there was this trend that went, well, it's still happening, but I feel like the height of it was happening about summer 2023, all over TikTok were these people making giant water water recipes. Yes, water recipes. I didn't think you had a, you needed a recipe for water because it's it's water and it's maybe ice that that's that's water, right? Not according to these gals. The typical water recipe at this time on TikTok was your giant Stanley cup or Stanley cup equivalent nugget ice specifically. Um, Often it was bottled water, which is really concerning to me because that's extremely wasteful. And then it was like all sorts of flavor concoctions. This is not inherently a bad thing. You want to add a little strawberry? You want to add a little lemon in your water? Go for it. You want to add a little mint in your water? Okay. I personally, I'm so grateful that I've never disliked the taste of water. I genuinely like the taste of water as is. So I've never been like, Ooh, I need to find ways to drink more water. I need to flavor it. I need to add things, whatever. But I know that there are people who really do not like the taste of water. And so they're like, I know I need to drink water, but I got to find something else to make it more exciting. Enter water talk. People are adding syrups, flavor packets, literal candy. I've seen ones where people are adding different flavor Skittles into their water to make it a fun little beverage. I don't have anything against fun little beverages. But at that point, my question is, is that really water? Yeah, it's flavored water, but I just I can't understand. here's the thing. Maybe some, somebody tell me this. If you're adding a syrup to something that's like zero calories, zero fats, zero sugar, zero, zero everything, what the heck is that? What is that then? What am I putting in my water? It has to be something? It's not She's like, it's basically just flavored water. No, it's not. It can't be. What is that? I'm concerned. At that point, like, call it a beverage, call it a juice, call it a, don't call it a water. It's not water anymore. I'm sorry. It's not. And here's the thing. Is that diet culture? No. Where I get a little fishy, where my antenna starts to poke up is when they start making things like birthday cake water, cookie dough water with these flavor packets. My question there is, what is the purpose behind this? Do you really just like the flavor of that? Then go for it. But is it as someone, like I said at the beginning of this episode, who has used beverages as a meal replacement. And here's another thing. Another like really, really bad piece of dieting advice that goes around is like having a piece of gum, chewing a piece of gum as a snack instead of eating. Oh yeah. Stave off your hunger by chewing a piece of gum. Big, big red flag. This kind of feels like it has the same energy. Like, oh, have a Barbie Dreams bubble candy water. (laughs) Literally, that's what some of them are called. It's like Glitter Dreams mermaid water. Hello? That's not a flavor. Sounds like you're drinking a Polly Pocket. At that point, I'm going, are you drinking this because you just like it? Or because you are trying to have a snack? Because you're trying to avoid eating something else. And at that point, I start to get a little fishy. I start to have a little bit of an orange flag there. And, and also, when it comes to these more like dessert-based drinks, like cake batter, birthday cake, cookie dough, water, I'm like, are you drinking that because you think you can't have the cake or the cookie dough or the cake batter or whatever? At that point, that feels like diet culture. I've got another one for you. There's this new thing that's come out. It's called Air Up. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically a water bottle that has these little scent pods. Like, I don't know what they're called. Scent pods that go on the top of your water bottle so that when you take a sip of the water, it's got like a straw top. You can smell the scent of cherry, the scent of lime, the scent of orange creamsicle, whatever, and drink your water. So you're not actually adding the flavor to your water, but you're tricking your brain because you're smelling the thing, right? And then you're drinking the water. Ooh. I'm drinking so much more water because it smells like cherries. Mm, I like the idea. I do because you're still drinking water and you're getting to the territory of like, oh, that's okay. I'll pass on cake because I have my birthday cake air up. That's sad. It's sad. Ah, it reminds me of this TikTok. I just remember this. Oh my gosh. I saw this, I don't know, six, nine months ago of this gal who was like smelling a piece of chocolate and then taking a bite of broccoli as like a, ha ha, tricked my brain. My brain thinks I'm going to have a piece of chocolate, but I'm eating broccoli. No, it doesn't. Your brain is smart, hopefully. They're not even the same texture. As soon as the broccoli hits your taste buds, they, they're going to change. You're going to be eating broccoli. It's so dumb. <laughs> this has the same kind of energy. No, I'm not drinking water. I'm drinking chocolate orange water. Because I smelled it first. No. Along the same line of these, like, adding syrups. First of all, most of them are called skinny syrups. Hate that. Red flag. If you have to have skinny in the name of anything, blech. I'm not a regular syrup. I'm a skinny syrup. A.K.A. I'm the prettier, hotter, sexier syrup. Okay? Because I'm the skinnier syrup. Ugh. Same with skinny cocktails. That's where I'm headed next. Skinny cocktails? Can I have a skinny margarita? Give me another name. Can I have a light margarita, please? I mean, it still has an intonation that that's better than the regular margarita but skinny can we stop with the adding the skinny to food and beverage labels i could do a whole i will do a whole episode on stupid diet culture food names so many things are named skinny skinny this skinny that skinny cocktails is it diet culture yeah a hundred percent. If you're, if you think that you have to have a skinny cocktail, a skinny margarita, a skinny bloody Mary, I don't know what the skinny, all the skinny options are. You have to have that more than the regular thing. Here's the thing. Also, when it comes to that kind of stuff is that because you're convinced that it's like the lighter, healthier, sexier option, you're probably going to have twice as much because you're like, it's the guilt-free version instead of listening to your body and going, Oh, actually I really just wanted one drink. Well, it's okay that I had two because they're skinny. Uh, Really? Mm -hmm. Red flag. Another beverage on this list is juice cleanses. Uh, This is going to be a short thing. You have a liver and you have kidneys. At least one of them. That is their job. Their job is to detox your system. You do not need anything else to do that. You do not need a juice cleanse. You do not need a juice detox you do not need a liquid diet. All of those, are they diet culture? 100% yes. Red, red flag. Last but not least on this list, I want to talk about Diet Coke. The other popular thing that people are putting in their Stanley Cups is big old things of Diet Coke. Listen, I don't have an issue (laughs) with you drinking soda. I don't really drink that much soda. I'll have a Sprite now and then, I, no harm, no foul. I don't have any issues with that. I am going to ask you, are you having the Diet Coke because you like it better than the regular Coke? Because you think you have to have the Diet Coke because it's like the diet version. And here's the thing. This is something that I find so interesting about the internet culture is that there are so many skinny white girls on the internet pouring one and a half, two Diet Cokes in their Stanley every day, maybe multiple times a day. And there's nobody, there is nobody in the comments going, oh my God. That is so unhealthy. She's going to get so fat. That is horrendous. She's promoting obesity. She's promoting unhealthy behavior. But if you watch somebody do a like, get ready with me or morning routine and they're, and they're making a little Diet Coke in the Stanley and you don't have a second thought about, ooh, that's not really, that's a lot of soda consumption. If you don't have a second thought because they're in a smaller body, but as soon as you swap out that person for somebody who looks like me, somebody who lives in a larger body, I guarantee a thousand percent that if I posted the same kind of video, get ready with me, let's make my morning Diet Coke, pours two Diet Cokes in my Stanley Cup, I would never live it down. I would never hear the end of it. My comments would be full of, that's why you look like that, stop promoting obesity, that's so unhealthy, just cut out the soda and you'll lose weight without even asking. That is, I just 100% guarantee that that is what my comments would be full of. Maybe I'll do it for fun, just to prove it. I want you to see when somebody is in a smaller body filling up their Stanley with Diet Coke. Swap that out for a fat person. And if your thought changes from, oh, actually that's not super healthy. That's your internalized fat phobia showing, actually. If the thought changes just because the size of the person changes, you don't know somebody's health by looking at them. The person in the larger body could drink Diet Coke every day and also go to the gym every single day. And the person in the smaller body could drink Diet Coke every day and never go to the gym. And you don't know that by looking at them, by a 10-second video of them making Diet Coke. I'm just going to leave you with that nugget. Think about it. Is Diet Coke diet culture? Yes, if you think that you have to have the diet version. No, if you just like drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> just one takeaway. If I, if you get any takeaway from this episode, if you're considering getting a greens powder, or if you're getting, considering getting collagen, or some kind of like powdered supplement... Just know that the skinny influencer that you see drinking that, that's not the reason they're skinny. That is not the one thing missing from your routine that's going to magically fix all your problems. It's not going to magically heal your gut. It's not going to magically cause you to lose weight. It's not going to magically boost your confidence. And if that's what you're looking for from getting a greens powder, from getting a collagen powder, from getting any kind of superfoods, fancy schmancy powder, that's not the solution. They don't look like that because they drink AG1. They look like that because their job is to go to the gym. They look like that because of their genetics. And just because you don't look like that doesn't mean you need the greens powder. Okay? That's my little love note for you. Are all of these things diet culture? Not not really. I just want you to take a second thought when you come across them. Hmm. Air up, that sounds so cool. I think that would get me to drink more water. Go for it. Ooh, air up. I think if I have that at night instead of a little piece of chocolate, like, then I'll I'll lose weight. Mm-mm. Don't go down that road. It's not worth it. That was a lot of beverages. Tell me if I missed any <laughs> that you want me to talk about specifically, and I will maybe dissect them. Coffee's not a snack. Protein shake is not a meal. If any of these things are a meal replacement, red flag. Now turn off this episode and go drink some water. Love you.